Welcome to the Small Business Show. We are created a podcast to have candid and in-depth conversations with entrepreneur and professional we find fascinating. Learn the tips and tricks for marketing, running, and growing a small business. The Small Business Show is the official podcast of Garuda Promo and Branding Solutions. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Small Business Show. I'm your host, Swire Ho. You can also call me the promo guy. My guest today is Mike Snyder from RSM Marketing. Mike is an interesting guy. RSM Marketing is a firm providing an outsourcing marketing department to companies across all industry and nationwide. For, for Mike's background, he is a retired Marine Corps Lieutenant Colonel who served as the Public Affairs Officer in New York City, the Pentagon, and NORAD, where he led media relations and information operation in the aftermath of 9-11. He's routinely addressed the media question regarding UFO sightings in Area 51. Very interesting. Mike is a graduate of Marine Corps Command and Staff College. Mike is also co-author of the book, The Great Marketing Lie. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hello, Swire. Thank you for having me here. No wonder you answer questions so, so good. I was asking Mike a lot of random questions before we start the show, and he answered everything perfectly because... He has trained for it. He has all the experience. Mike, love to dive deeper with you know your background in marketing. How did you transition from being in the military and to to your role in in marketing at RSM Marketing? Well, that's a very uh, fair question. <clears throat> you know, I was very fortunate to go into public affairs in the Marine Corps, right? And I did it in very you know um, uh, great markets for expansive learning, like New York City. DC, the Pentagon, you know, NORAD over 9-11, dealing with international media, you know, and um, that's a subset of marketing. So I got my master's degree in marketing communications. I got out of the military for the third time, and I went to work for a, a large accounting firm. And I was the first marketing director. And that is really what led to my niching in marketing. And I had the opportunity to start several businesses. I, you know, I worked at an ad agency and then I started a marketing firm and a couple of other businesses. And that's really the, how I traipsed from the Marine Corps through my skill set in public affairs into marketing and even becoming, you know, a marketing consultant over the years. I've, I've learned a lot through hundreds of case studies with, you know, small businesses all across the country. And uh, even wrote a book about it called The Great Marketing Lie, and here we are talking about it. But that's how it went from being, you know, a member of the gun club, the U.S. Marine Corps, highly recommend it, you know, retiring as lieutenant colonel and getting into marketing and advertising. Isn't that just a wonderful second career, so to speak? Yeah, that, that's a fun segue and fun transition to a different career. So since you are a marketing expert and you are used to answering all kinds of questions that throw at you, I want to start out with a soft, but it's a difficult one for a lot of us small business people. What is marketing in I your know, opinion? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just starting off with a softball, right? Oh, well, let's, let's, you know, let's, uh, Wow, what is the universe? Let's define that. Um, so uh, what is marketing? I tell you what, I'm very passionate about this question, unfortunately, for you in the audience, you know, and I can give you a short answer, you know, and, and that is most of us get it wrong. We think that marketing is all the stuff. So if you talk to a business owner and they go, you say, what is marketing? They're going to say, well, that's my website and that's the video that I have on the website. And that's my PPC, my ads that I'm running. That's my, you know, my, my, my sales presentation, my trade show booth, right? Whatever. And it goes on and on and on and on. And we go, no, that's not marketing. You know, marketing is above that. What you're talking about 
And what everybody gets confused is you're talking about marketing communications. Okay. Marketing is simply different than that. And it's easy. And this is where marketing, you take it out of the hands of marketers and, and truly marketing, the function of marketing belongs with that president, with that CEO, with that business owner. Because marketing, and here comes the definition, in my humble opinion, and this is reinforced by a lot of you know, business literature out there. They say it slightly differently, you know, but, but it's a core function that we all agree on. And it is simply the ability within a business to identify what a market will value and buy that the company can make, that's two, at a profit to the shareholders. So just again, marketing is the function in a business, usually distributed, that identifies what a market will value and pay for that the company can make at a profit. That's the, those are the three fundamental components of marketing. That is why marketing does not deserve to be in, in the same department as marketing communications because marketing communications simply takes that marketing, right? All that we've defined in that marketing function and they communicate it down. I, I'm so glad that you're able to answer that in uh, a short amount of time. And there's a lot to that. Like the communication, as we think, sometimes we call it tactics, right? So whatever that right. you decide to do, direct mail, email marketing, or promotional product, that are, those are the tactic. But you are talking about the high level view of who you're targeting, what you should be doing. So you're actually figuring out uh, the strategy that is needed to the communication part. And I think a lot of the small business owner, we think about the tactics first. Everyone is doing email marketing. Everyone is doing billboard on the freeway. That's why if we are in the same industry, we should do that. Do you notice that happen a lot? Like people in the same industry always do the same thing and they are somewhat afraid to try something new. Do you, do you see that a lot in working with clients? Well, that's really another fascinating question. You know, marketing, true marketing, okay, true marketing requires great courage because true marketing results in differentiation. Okay. Differentiation is, is the goal of marketing. It's like, okay, what will a market value? Well, they're going to value something that generally does not exist yet. They want what, you know, they don't want what they can get cheap. They want something that has value that they haven't uh, seen yet. I mean, that's, you know, look at the SUV when it was created. Look at the iPhone when it was created. Look, it doesn't even, I, I can tell you a story, right? What does value look like, okay, that differentiates, you know, for for a business and, and a business owner so that they don't have to go spending a lot of money? A lot of business owners, to your point, they, they get into business. I don't care whether it's a small business or a large business. It could be a $100 million manufacturing firm, and they're making fuel transfer pumps, or they're making you know uh, custom dyes, and so are 10 other competitors doing it the same way, and they're all talking the same way. And so what it does, because there's no real value identification for the market, it drives the price down. So again, when you sell a commodity that has general uh, category, what I call category value, that drives your price down. If you can, if you can identify value, and I'll give you two examples really quickly, the price goes up. So we were working with a uh, a uh, an, an LED uh, distributor. They 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 distributed large LED you know panels like you see in a retail outfit, or as you'd see on a highway, the big boards, right? 24 by 48 or whatever size they are. And so they brought us in to help them sell, break into a small business niche. And we said, okay, we have to figure out what they value. 
And so we did a bunch of research on behalf of this client and we came back with them and they said, okay, your, your typical small business owner is going to work, you know, eight to six or seven to six, seven to seven, go home, have dinner with the family. And then they're going to you know, pay their bills and do some accounting nine to 10 and around 11 o'clock at night, they're going to get online and they're going to try to find out how much does a panel cost if I want to put it up in my store or if I'm going to put it up my medical office, right? Or if I want to put it up, whatever. And that's when they're doing the research. So our recommendation is to create value for them by giving them the pricing online. So the strategy, okay, the value point is your audience wants online pricing. Your strategy is going to be, guess what? Give them what they want. Give them online pricing. And the client, no, 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 no. We can't do that. As soon as we do that, our competitors are going to know. And we said, well, we know we've already talked to a lot of people and your competitors already know anyway, because as soon as you give the quote to even that business owner, they're going to go quote it out elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Give them what they want. And so they reluctantly did it. They gave, we, we created what we call this configurator. A decade later, they're still using it as a primary strategy for that market segment. And in that first year, it brought a million dollars of new business to that client in that new market segment. And we, they learned that the average client bought four more times for a huge, you know, lifetime value. And it didn't cost him anything, Swire. And it just cost, get it out, you know, because people find through SEO, they found them. But they didn't have to go spend a lot of money on marketing. They just had to create, you know, frankly, it's an operational function. It's an ops expense, not even a marketing expense. That's one example. I think you, you touch on a lot of good points, and I especially want to point out that, this client of Mike uh, pay him and his firm to do the research. And if you, at the at the point that may not able to afford a marketing firm to help you, you need to do the research because a, a lot of us sometimes think that it doesn't work because we haven't done any research. We just do whatever that the industry norm will be. And, you know, in the case of uh, Mike's example, he actually studied that. He actually make recommendation to the client. This is what you haven't done that you should be doing. So if you can find it that could change the way that you market, I think that, you know, we, we onto something here. You know, and Swire, you know, research always sounds, what we try to do, what I try to do, you know, as uh, and this very much goes back to my Marine Corps training, keep it simple, right? Keep it simple, stupid, the, the, the KISS principle. Right. And so in marketing, you know, everybody tries to make it all hard. Okay. And frankly, that's that's the riddle. The book, The Great Marketing Lie, what is the great marketing lie? The lie is, is that marketing is hard. Marketing is not hard because we do marketing every day. We're surrounded by marketing. I, I have a quote, which is, everything is marketing and marketing is everything. So marketing is not hard. As I look at your your backdrop, I see all kinds of things that you bought. And that is a function of marketing. You found value in the things you bought. And I can look at all that stuff that, you know, the headphones, the microphone and the, and the, and the cat and the, and the dad thing, you know, it, it all got manufactured, created and sold because somebody found value in it. So we are surrounded by marketing. It's like we don't give ourselves a credit. It's like, OK, we make choices every day. So reverse engineer how it is we make our purchase decisions. Right. So marketing is not hard and research is not hard. You know, how we did the research. I'll tell you how we did the research. We took an intern and I turned to this intern and I said, I want you to call some distributors, you know, of these flat panels and ask them this, this and this. I want you to call some small businesses and ask them this, this and this. And I want about 20 instances of both. 
And at the end of the week, this intern came back and gave us, this is qualitative research. This is not quantitative. Quantitative can be more expensive. We didn't do expensive focus groups. We just talked to people. We talked to the market. We came back and we made some generalized assumptions that proved to be spot on. So research does not have to be hard. Marketing does not have to be hard. Yeah, I, I love that. And what I normally do, and you know, people, you know, when they come to us buy promotional product, they just want to buy. When I ask them that same question, like, what, who are your audience? Like, what are you trying to do, right? So they get, they they stutter, right? You know, like, I just want to buy stuff, and you're asking me all the question, kind of like what you have. But if you don't know who the ideal client is, talk to them. Right. Or maybe if you're an intern, maybe you're a secretary, maybe yourself can call and especially your top 10. Ask yeah. them why, why you buy from us. Like, what do you think separate us than other companies? Do you think people sometimes are afraid to ask questions? Like, why do you buy from us? Like, what, what's so good about us? No, I'll I tell you, all the clients that I've had over the, <laughs> over the two decades, hundreds of them. No, business owners get comfortable, right? I'm talking about, you know, 5 million, 10 million, up to even 250 million. They just get comfortable. And what happens is the interaction with customers gets relegated to what? The sales, the sales team. Right. And the sales team, they come back and they say, what? The customers want better pricing. <laughs> so that's what the sales team always says. They want better pricing. They want more for less, right? And so uh, just to give you an example, I mean, you know, how, how did our company, RSM Marketing, you read the intro earlier, you know, hey, you know, we offer an outsourced marketing department, okay? And that only came around because we were, when we first started our company, we were talking to principals. And so Bob and Jeff would walk into our office, right? They got referred. Bob and Jeff ran a manufacturing plant. And they realized Bob and Jeff would come in and say, hey, you know, after the Great Recession, we understand this marketing thing has a new place. We kind of need to embrace it and figure it out. And we said, okay, well, as soon as you hire a marketing director, you know, give us a call because we'll need a marketing director, you know, to be, you know, our point of contact at your company to do all this good stuff. And they would walk out dejected. Well, that happened about four times. And we listened every time to what Bob and Jeff were saying. The next time that Bob and Jeff came in, we had decided in a kitchen talk, my business partner and I, the prior night, we were going to try to create, you know, a new category within marketing for ourselves, right? A new niche. And so we said to Bob and Jeff, the next set of Bob and Jeff, ah, we know what you're really after. You really don't want to hire a marketing director because you don't know how to hire a marketing director. You don't understand marketing. You don't know how to under manage that person. You don't know how to hire that person. We'll be your marketing director. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, we have marketing directors on staff. We call them account managers, but account managers are generally marketing directors. So we just decided to change our labels. By the way, this comes out of a nice model called positioning, you know, repositioning, right? That that is in this book, Great Marketing Lie, that you know business owners ought to embrace, which is okay, just talk about your business differently. So we started we started talking about our business differently to Bob and Jeff. So we're going to give you a fractional marketing director, and we're going to give you everything you need for a flat monthly subscription. And Bob and Jeff went. You're going to do that? Well, no one else is doing that. Value creation, ring-a-ding-a-ding. No one else is doing it. And even to this day, not very many companies nationwide are doing it. And we did it. And as soon as we started talking to the market that way, products started flying. Sales were flying off the shelf. You know, we went from a $1 million company into a multiple of that very quickly because we made changes on our marketing concept, right? And who did it? The business owners did it. And it didn't cost us anything. We had to figure it out, 
I think it's always important for the person in charge, right? Or if you're executive, you know, things that you really care about to talk to the end user, people actually using it. And really to ask that question, like, why do you think, and why, why do you buy from us? Like, you know, you have choices out there. I don't care what industry that you're in. There are always another solution, right? You know, maybe I don't, you're saying I don't have competitors. Yeah, they could choose not to buy it, right? You know, when they purchase from you, especially if they repeat purchase from you, you know, you're onto something and you, you got to find out why uh, these individual, you know, want to buy from you. All right. It's completely critical because here's what happens. This is a really important point. It's called bias. So business owners think that they're solving the problem, right? Mm-hmm. If I have an HR outsourcing firm, then obviously my customers want to buy outsourced HR. Okay. So in our case, right, we're a marketing firm. And we would think that obviously, you know, our customers want to buy marketing services, But no, what we found out was far different. They actually didn't want to buy marketing services. That was a necessary. They knew they had to. But the problem we were solving, they didn't want to hire a marketing director. Whoa, mind blown, right? They didn't want to hire a marketing director. That was the primary problem they had. And we brought a valued solution to that problem that really we never even saw. We never even thought about that. You know, here's another example of how if you free your mind, your butt will follow, okay? And butt means your wallet is in your butt, okay? So mm-hmm. you start you know, stuffing money into your wallet, okay? Because, you know, you freed your mind. So we had another client, and he was like a $50 million manufacturing firm. Brilliant guy, you know, just a, just a, you know, an engineer prodigy. And he made the, uh, the best customized tools, custom tools. He would sell them to other manufacturing companies. And, and that's how you make, you know, all the custom products and, that they, you know, we, we, we get. So anyway, he sold dyes, custom dyes. And he's like, you know, we're trying to sell purchase purchasing managers. That's, that's who they were, you know, and they send out RFPs, these purchasing managers. And so mm-hmm. they're, I mean, purchasing managers, they don't value the product. They're just trying to drive the cost down. Right. And he said to me, and this is, this is where the answer is right in front of you. Is generally right. If I talk to a business owner for an hour, we can generally get to a very good place. So he said to me, Mike, what they don't understand is that all of our competitors, you know, take three months in order to make that tool. We can do it in three weeks. And what they don't know is when that tool goes down and they're waiting for three months, they're they're not able to run that manufacturing, you know, uh, line. And it's going to cost them way more. We can give the market, you know, the product in three weeks instead of three months. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to stop talking to purchasing managers and we're going to start talking to, you know, COOs and presidents and CEOs because they're responsible for the P&L. And you're saying, look, you can get your line up in three, in three weeks instead of three months. And so their new tagline in an hour became three weeks, not three months. And they had targeted three very large ideal customers. And within a month, with that change in strategy and change in brand strategy, closed one of those million-dollar accounts in, in, in 30 days. And it didn't cost them anything. They freed their mind. Yeah, it's just a simple shift, right? They still do the same things, same providing the same value and same dollar amount, right, for the invoice. But just by targeting different people, who care about different things. It, it does all their wonders for them. 
Well, so what they, what they found was the president and C- or COO went into the purchasing manager and said, like, I want you to buy, yeah, you this buy company over here. And yeah. the purchasing manager said, you ready for this? Here comes a corollary. Will they charge more? And then, and the president or COO would go, yeah, I don't care. We need to get this line back up. Give them whatever they want. That's literally the stories we heard back because that's how, uh, you know, a C-suite executive, right? A purchasing manager, their job is to drive down cost. But when you start talking, so all of a sudden, our clients' pricing started going up. They had premium pricing. And it was just not hard. But again, it focused on how can you differentiate a differentiation model, you know, an exercise and extract that, that value that other people, you know, your competitors aren't seeing. Yeah, I think that's a million-dollar advice there, Mike. You know, that like, is, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving you a lower level, I would say, you know, in, in my uh, example, what, what I do in promotional product is I go to CEO and I go to chief marketing officer at uh, trade shows or at events. So I normally make my case to them, but I find out, you know, I, when I talk to my customer, it's always the executive assistant and secretary who purchased from me. And I actually dropped down they're ordering, they, when they call me, it's usually later on in the week, around after 4 p.m. Because the boss, when they walk out the door, those CEO, the marketing manager, walk out the door, hey, we're doing an event in two weeks. You go find us the stuff that we need to uh, giveaways. So they're actually in panic. So what I think I am mm-hmm. providing the value to them, because there are tons of competitors like myself who have all the pricing on there is automatic. You could go on there, one click, it's shipped to you. They don't want that. They're in panic. And then they need someone. They can actually want to talk to someone. That's right. Uh, someone will actually email me and then get it done. The the kicker, you know, similar to your example is I don't mind to pay more. I want to keep my job. I'm willing to pay you more just to get it done right so I can look good in front of my boss. So I, I actually figured that out. So Right now, a lot of sales book talk about how to get past the gatekeeper. Like my motto now is I'm hanging out at the gate to talk to all the gatekeepers because if I'm approach a bigger client, chances are they have, I, I work with a client that they have over 50 executive assistant that works with me. They're big department. So, but the boss, I never talk to the boss. It's always the executive assistant or the secretary who ordered for me. So that's how I am interpreting my valid is I answer my phone call, I respond to you. Yes, I might not have all the bells and whistles on the online portal, but you get a human being that will respond to you and not just some bot, okay. you know, give you a standard answer. No, I love it. I love it because I'll tell you what, this is what we hear all the time too. You know, I love what you said because, you know, you said, hey, we can be last minute and you're going to be dealing with real people rather than indiscriminate clicking and indiscriminate robots. You don't even sh- have assurance, right? And here's, here's, so when, so here's a critical thought. When somebody buys that marketing message, that value proposition, look, I get to work with Swire's team, and I know if it's last minute, they're okay with that, and I'll still be dealing with real people. I don't have to you know, do a search online and try to get it, you know, clicking and wondering, is it going to arrive on time? No. And that is my... That's my risk profile, okay? I may, what I mean is I may never actually use that capability, but if that risk arises, I know I've got a solution for that risk. And so, you know, you're, you're selling people today who may never, ever use what you're offering, but they want that in their back pocket. 
And, and for the CEO, sometimes there are CEO who ask their ex- executive assistant to do my job, to spend like 20 hours or even months searching for the perfect product. But when I ask them, how much do you pay your executive assistant or secretary? And then may, let's say my cost is $500 more. Do you think have her spending two months on it will be less than $500 that you might potentially be spending with me. And then that's kind of like a mind shift. You say, oh, okay, oh, we messed up. Like they, they spent two months just finding the product and I could just have it on my fingertips. Right. And so what happens then is, you know, I don't know where you've taken this on your website or in, even in your own marketing, you know, uh, communications, right? But you're talking some strategic marketing stuff. You know, you're making decisions on your on who you're talking to and your marketing message, right? And how you shape that, you know, and then getting it out there. So, you know, it should, I would think that based on what you've said, if I were to go look at your website, it would look completely different, right? Because that's where you see a, a, a good proof, you know, of, you know, have you have you executed the marketing concept well? Is go look at your website, and if it looks different above the fold, if I can identify who are you, what do you do, and why should I care, mm-hmm. right? Especially the why should I care part above the fold when I first look at your website, whether it's on you know laptop or mobile, you know I should be able to see that great marketing executed simply, right? I think I. I'm a small business professional, right? So I think the the most frequently question or things that I'm scared of, if I listed all of that, am I missing out? Like if I list, you know, Swire, I, I like to answer my own phone call. I respond to you quickly. And if I put that, uh, am I missing out on other opportunity? Do you get asked that question a lot, you know, substitute, you know, a particular industry that uh, the clients is in? Well, I got to tell you, so there's, yes, there's a couple of interesting uh, takes there. First of all, you're going to have to go farther. You need to be uncomfortable with your own marketing messages. Mm-hmm. You need to feel a little like, oh my God, you know, that just feels, uh, mm, I'm just uncomfortable with that, right? So for instance, you said, you know, we respond quickly. I'm going to challenge that because that's a 30,000 foot construct. We respond quickly. What does that really mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, we, we, we recommend the, uh, the four C's, okay, is in the book. Four C's is a mental model. Uh, the four C's is a way to get to um, easier decision making. So one of the C's, I'll give you the four C's, cut, concretize, categorize, and condition for some condition for complexity. Those are the four C's. So, you know, and, and, you know, you, there's a great Ted talk on it. That's where we got it, but we listened to this Ted talk, pulled it down and we changed how we thought about marketing. So one of the, one of the C's you're talking about is concretization, meaning take that thought. We respond quickly and make it concrete. Okay. And it's like, well, let's just quickly. We were, so what does that look like? We respond within 10 minutes. Okay, about that, that, that is more concrete than we respond quickly. Let's even make that more concrete. You will receive a call back from a live human being within 10 minutes, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. That's really quick. Now I know exactly. You can't get any more concrete than that. Know what I mean? Unless you offer guarantees. I mean, there's ways you can even have more fun with that. But yeah, so that is you take your marketing message and then you make it concrete and then you put it out there and you you get uncomfortable with it because no one else in your category is doing it. And then you know what happens? Your phone starts ringing and you start closing business and you start closing business at a higher price because people want insurance. I know how many tens of thousands of dollars I've spent on fire insurance for my home and I've never had a fire. 
<laughs> People do it in business. I yeah, want that. I want that peace company. Yes, I want that peace of mind. People want convenience. No, what what are people buying t- today? Right, they're buying you know peace of mind. They're buying convenience. They're buying you know um, status. I have to. I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to worry about this anymore. You know, instead of just I'm buying a widget. I know I'm buying a widget, but I want all these other things. Mm-hmm. I want a lifetime warranty. I don't want to have to think about a warranty. Charge me a bit more for that. Make it go away. Really? And, and really? Mm-hmm. Give me free shipping. I just want to think about <laughs> it. Make it go away. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a lot of good advice there. But mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't let you go without asking you this question. And I think I'm sure that you get asked a lot. How much will marketing cost to me, to a company or to a client? Okay. Does it cost more if I want more result or does it do you guarantee a result if I put in money in marketing? All right, you ready? I'm going to give you a very simple answer. Bad marketing costs a lot. Good marketing costs a lot less. Apple, Starbucks initially, you know, hey, uh, but you don't have to be an Apple and, and a Starbucks, right? So this is what I mean. When you achieve differentiation with value that nobody else has, right? then your market just put it out there, right? So when we put it out there and we added a little bit of SEO, then all of a sudden, day and night and weekends, we started getting calls from presidents and, and business owners about what is this outsourced marketing department? Well, I don't have to hire, you know, they were curious. And so they started reaching out to us. So that reduced the cost of marketing. We didn't have to buy billboards. And we didn't have to do PPC ads. And I didn't even have to have a salesperson. I only got a salesperson. I was doing all that myself. Why? Because I was a business owner who needed to talk to another business owner because we understood and spoke the same language. So I was helping them and, and selling. Now, if you don't have, if you're selling a commodity product, then you're going to be trying to get a ton of your messaging out there. So, you know, now it all comes back to a 0.5% response rate, blah, 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 you know, and so you're going to get lucky to get a response that had a high marketing cost and a low closing rate. Do you see what I'm saying? Bad marketing costs a lot or marketing without strategy costs a lot. Matter of fact, if you're a business owner and you can't think of one strategy, I'm not saying website, that's not a strategy, Right. And a strategy should be easily defined in one to three words, right? Mm. Like outsource marketing department. <laughs> that is our strategy. That's our product strategy, for instance. Or online. Since you answered this so well, Mike, can I ask you one more? Yes. How long does it take? <laughs> oh boy, that's a tough one. It's almost like when do you stop being a parent? Never. <laughs> so great marketing never stops because great marketing, when you have a great marketing processes inside the management team, you're always coming to new levels of discovery. Oh my God, you know, the market, we, we just learned this, or perhaps they want that. Let's, let's migrate. So how long does it really take? It can take as little as five minutes to get the idea. And then the execution of it can take a little bit longer. You know, you're going to have to, like in, in that example of that, you know, the manufacturing company, when the CEO and I, I said, you know, look, your, your strategy is speed. Your strategy is speed, speed to market, right? You know, speed of delivery. And your brand strategy is three weeks. That, say it over and over again, three weeks. Well, he had to get that down to the sales team. He had to get that out on his website. He had to get that into his business literature. He had to get that into his email campaign. So that takes a bit of time. But no, I mean, you know, you can execute great marketing 
in as little as one to three months. And you can have that marketing spark, you know, and frankly, if you have the right tools in place, Swire, and, and I'm not, you know, and, 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 and that's what the great marketing lie really is. It gives you a set of tools that you can use with your management team. And, you know, in your annual, uh, you know, a strategy planning retreats for, for three to five years, because, you know, you, you know, you, there's always more things to take down in, in a company's business, right? What can we do better? How can we pricing? So, you know, pr- product pricing, you know, place, how are we delivering online, not online, international, not international, you know, what are we saying promotion about, you know, how are we talking to our customers? Always ways to do those four P's better. And I like to keep it simple and just, you know, use the four P's. So, yes, if you get me, you can get miles ahead fast, and then you can build a moat around your business within one to three years, build a moat around your business so that, you know, full of, you know, laser, you know, sharks with laser beams so that your competitors are nowhere close to your business. That'll take one to three years generally. I think the biggest takeaway, Mike, is, you know, after you spend, assume that you spend money in marketing, right? You do all that. Your ultimate goal should be, that's why I can charge more. That's why we are premium. You know, if you spend money in marketing so you could sell it for less, then I don't think you should do it. You know, there's there's a great truth. And so I like to refer to great truths. And this is a great truth, Swire. And, you know, this everybody can take this to the bank today. Scarcity breeds value. The scarcer something is, the more we're going to pay for it. So if a business can make itself more scarce in the value that it offers and the higher the price people will pay forever and ever and ever until supply increases to meet that demand. And that's why, you know, the fast mover advantage, that's what Silicon Valley has been trying to achieve for decades. Be the first mover because, you know, everybody's going to catch up with you in three three to six months or a year, and then you got to go catch another first mover advantage. So, yeah. <laughs> Mike, I think these this, these are very good conversation, and you get into the point that I've, I think listeners have a specific question for you. So, if they do decide to reach out, what's the best way to reach out to you? You know, just go to Raptors.biz. You know, and, and that's the. Uh uh, I would love to spend an hour with a business owner and talking just like this. And by the way, I I, I enjoy these conversations because why? Are, I don't know everything, bro. I, I just know enough to be dangerous. But I'll tell you what. Two people are a lot smarter than one, and you can riff off one another. And so what I enjoy about these discussions is that's, you know, that, that business owner is going to get a lot of value out of 30 minutes. And I'm going to get a lot of value because I'm going to learn what they're doing. And, you know, and I've got this huge library, you know, computer going on as they do. And you plug in new prompts to reach new places. And so I enjoy these conversations as well. But I swear, especially if we're talking about strategies and, and models to get to those strategies, then you can get there very quickly. Okay. And so, yeah, just go to raptors.biz and, you know, you'll just contact me. Let's have, a, let's have a nice conversation over a cup of coffee. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today, Mike. Thank you, Swar. I had a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends or colleagues who might benefit from the conversation. Any questions or feedback, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you. Our show is live streamed both on YouTube and LinkedIn every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'll see you next time.